And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, what is happening after 21 hours of traveling back from the fantastic Dublin, Ireland? Mitch, I love Dublin, Ireland. But I hate the travel back and forth. It absolutely sucks. But finally, I got here, and it's time to go to work because we got a lot of fights to talk about. We've got so much stuff that's been going on. What is up, my man? I miss you. How is your grandmother? She is doing really well. I mean, uh, as well as could be expected. She's 95 years old. So, um, you know, they have a hard time. She's not walking now. She's kind of like in a wheelchair. She's, you know, but uh, she's responding. She's communication you know and having some conversation uh able to kind of spend some time with the kids and the family and everything like that so had some good times it was good 15 hour drive up 15 hour drive back 15 hour drive up not any there was no snow in sight then we're there for i'm there for the five days on the way back i'm driving back everywhere i drove on the way back it was like Six white to Christmas. seven feet. It was yeah. It was like white. <laughs> it was like six to seven feet of snow plowed snow all along the sides of the road. I felt like I was driving in a tunnel the whole way back, all the way till I got all the way down to like almost Redding into California. Really? Yeah. It was. Uh, California had way more snow up Hold there, on. and like Warica did you see? And... It was snowing in Saudi Arabia. Really? Yes. Jeez. The guys are sitting there. They got Al Gore know about this? Camels with snow all over them, right? This and they awesome. go. Yeah, global warming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking. It snowed in. It snowed where my son lives in California, Los Angeles. It snowed. It did. Yeah. It did. Wow, yeah. interesting. I wasn't yeah. here this whole week, so it was a. Uh, we had a good time, man. The mountains here in San Jose are all packed. They're all packed with snow now, so you That's can see good. the mountains from here. But uh, it snowed a little bit in Santa Cruz, also. Didn't really stick in Santa Cruz, but I mean, you're right there off the ocean in Santa Cruz. Yeah. Look, it was uh, it was fun. Had a good trip. It was good to see my grandmother. Saw some old high school friends and hung out with them. Had some uh, lunch and some dinner. Hung out with Trevor. Taught a class at his gym. He's got a great facility up there called Trevor Prangley's AKA. It's the American Kickboxing Academy, and uh, he's got a great program up there. He's got some really really good jujitsu black belts, man. That I've rolled with a little bit, and they're phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Tearing you uh, up, huh? Bro, yeah, they're young. It's so funny. That sucks. John, they, one of the hey, kids. No, look at, take no offense. It is just the way it is, man. Yeah. It happens. It's like, yeah, let's go easier. John, let's, this. Let's flow roll. One of these kids. Yeah, he flowed with me just fine. Thank God. Yeah. He plays a lot of, like, he plays a lot of, like, uh, deep half, like, Xcar, okay. De La Hiva, De La Hiva. Reverse De La Hiva. So he's, he's really into that. One of the guys that I roll with. And uh, his name's Cody. I've known this kid since he was maybe eight, nine years old. Now yeah. he's older. Like, Scott, you know, he's got a wife, all this. I'm like, damn, man, this is, I feel like, you really feel damn, old. Man. And you're and going, shit, I'm getting old. He's a black belt. I, you know, you never, you never think that these kids will stick with it this long. He's just, he fell in love with it. And, uh, you know, he's kind of been wherever Trevor's been. You know, Trevor and another guy who uh, passed away, one of our other friends. Uh, Derek Cleveland, he passed away recently and then, um, they had a gym together from before and then him and Trevor split and then Trevor went and did his own thing and opened up an AKA and I gotta be honest, man, he's got something going up there, up there. That's real special. It's a good program. Good. good program. Huge. I mean, he's like a 10,000 square foot gym. It's like a big, uh, barn dominion. 
kind of thing. He's got one of those things, and uh, he's got like a kickboxing class on one side and a fitness class on the other, and he's got the he's got it going on. He's got a great program. Good for man. him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. Saw him, and uh, you know, he got together with his wife and the family and stuff, and we had had some foe up there. I was like, some man, foe? foe? You get Hold some foe? Foe, get some foe. foe in Idaho. I know, but it was actually good. <laughs> I was surprised. I had to give it a try, man, So because they had a foe place there before. It was horrible. It was. It's still there, which I'm starting to wonder if it's like a, if it's like a cover for drugs or something. Because I have no idea how they would stay in business. No idea. And I'm like, uh, but then they have a new one that's there, and it's really good. It's good. So, dude, I want I want to let you know, man. First off, I had a whole lot of people ask, "Where's Josh?" They missed you. Yeah. Okay, fighters and everybody. But man, did I have a gazillion? And a gazillion is a lot. Yeah. A gazillion that, is, people come up talking about the podcast. All the fighters say, man, I'm listening to your podcast. I'm really enjoying stuff now. You guys are great together and stuff. I go, yeah, it's all me. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not Josh. <laughs> John, John, maybe they didn't watch the last one because the comments said, they, they, this ain't it, guys. <laughs> they, uh, well, said, they said uh, the banter and I, back and, I, and forth is a lot better. And I want, I want you to know it's coming. Okay? What is? It is coming. Just so you know, it's coming. Because... Okay. See, I I never listened to what you had said, you know, because we did that separately, right? And Dave put it together, right? <laughs> and I had no idea that you, being the mathematician that you oh, are, it's great. Said, "Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Look at that, twenty six and zero and fourteen yeah. and one, <laughs> so thirty <many> fights." <laughs> you dumb son of a. Did I say thirty? <laughs> you did. did. I say thirty? And Sean oh, Grandy is going to eat you alive. I, I heard on it on that. the I heard that, it on the oh, broadcast. Oh, that was part I of it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's like, Josh, he says something about me being math, like in my maths or something. Oh, like your that. math skills are incredible. Oh, they're fantastic, man. <laughs> right off the top of my head. I thought I said 40, because it's 40, yeah. right? Yeah, it's 40. 41. Yeah. For, is it 41? Well, it's 41 now. 40, no. Yeah, because it was. Well, no. no I, I, no, I meant. No, I meant no, no, wins. no, no. I, maybe I, the way I said it. Now, I meant now the wins. 40, if you actually go on with both of us, 43. No, because it was. Wasn't he 26 and 14? It was 14 26 and 1. 26 and 0. Yep, versus 14 and 14 1. 14 and 1. What is that? 26, 14. That's 40. And 1? No, no. I said wins. Yeah. Between the two of them, they're wins. 40 wins in yes. 41 fights. No, no. I got you. I, what did I say? I didn't know what I said. I exactly. That's the problem. But I do know what I was trying to say. I was I know trying, trying to say. I he had 40 wins between yeah. the two of them it and just did one not loss. come out it, the way it was supposed to for you. I just want you to know. And you yeah. now have a giant target on your back. Oh, absolutely. It's coming. <laughs> Wait, John, have you, you not ever been you, around me at a Bellator you, event? Holy, I'm just telling you, you're going to get a shirt that's going to have like mathematical equations or something on it saying, I'm Josh Thompson. And 26, 14, and 1 is 30. You're trying to conf now. You're just trying to confuse me even more. You start putting numbers in front of me, it gets even more complicated. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, when I start I seeing it. them, I'm like, this is just not going to work, man. That's I get like awesome. flustered. I get flustered. Uh, but overall, how was the uh, Bellator event? Like well, in terms I, of I, behind I, the scenes, the yeah, you know no. the how was it behind the scenes? As far as really, especially with some of the uh, the young fighters that we've seen coming up, man, I tell you, Josh, these guys that are 145 pounds are freaking huge. It's amazing. I'm sitting there going, how in the hell are you making 145 pounds? Mm -hmm. And, in fact, one, Kenny Mokohana is just, 
you know, from SBG there. And he, he talked to me. He says, man, I listen to you and Josh all the time. And, you know, I said, well, that's awesome, man. Thank you. I said, I'll give you a shout out. So Kenny Mokahana, what is up, dude? You look fantastic. Did you see his, I, I don't know if you saw his fight, but he takes this guy from Scotland down, Scotland, Dave, uh, uh, one of your counterparts. Yeah. He hits him with one shot while he's on the ground. You watch that dude's eyes. He's yeah. And the referee just says, I'll let you get hit again. <laughs> he's just like, but Mokahana just lit him up. So it was a great fight by him. So I want to say, Kenny Mokahana, thank you for listening and just keep on training, dude, and do what I told you because we talked for a while. And you're gonna be somebody. They don't. They don't make Scots like they used to, man. William Wallace is like a dime breed. <laughs> William man. Wallace is a dime breed. Dime breed. <laughs> they used to make them tough. Now they make. Man, Daves. they were tough. Now they make Daves. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only reason that every day I'm hit him again is because he knows Scottish people could take it. No one understood what you were saying right there. <laughs> they didn't, I didn't even understand until you got to the last that bit where you great. said take it. That yeah. was the that was the only part I understood. That's how, that's how you understand. That's how you understand. This, like that's how you normally take, all take, I take. understand. Especially take, when you talk. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick it. Tick it. Um Yeah, we had a good time. Uh the show was I felt a little weird doing the show. I was at the hotel. I did it in the in the conference room there. Yeah. And uh it just felt a little weird. I yeah, like the was banter weird. back and forth, you know, but uh I was rambling on. We need come, to banter back and forth because see, come, you say things that allow me to come up with some great so zingers, great. man. <laughs> I have a question though: Is yeah. it because you're old you can't do a show longer than thirty minutes? We had a lot to talk yeah. about. Your show was like only thirty minutes long. Mine was like an hour. Yeah, but see, I get through it. It's real yeah. simple. Zip, right, and then why? Why am I going to take forever? It's like there's no reason to talk so much. Man, you got to break it down. You got to let them. I did break it down, knowledge. nice and easy. Made it simple. Yeah. I need, you just, I need you, you to start. I need how many to start times have I told weight? you less is more? <laughs> Not always. Less is more. Really? Is that what yes. you tell her? Is that what you tell her? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> oh, sometimes. You're like, hey, baby, it's not going to always less be three more. minutes. Sometimes That's it's going to be two minutes. <laughs> so great. Dude, All as right. long as I'm happy, we're good. Uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> it's a race to the finish, baby girl. That's it's a race it, to the yeah. finish. All right, well, hey, let's uh, let's jump right into some fights. But because this happened today, and I kind of feel like this was there was a big topic of it all today, and how the outcome was. And I got to be honest, I was thinking Jake was going to be able to pull this thing through. We're going to talk Tommy Fury and Jake Paul today. What do you think there? I'll tell you, it it was a honestly, it was exactly the way I thought it was going to be, and oh, I've wow. said it. Really, well, Tommy Fury is not a bad boxer. The kid can box. He's got he's got fast hands, and and this is the other equation that I was looking at is, yeah. it was finally somebody who was of the age close. Mm-hmm. He's he's a little bit older than Jake, but in the in the basic size and age category of Jake Paul. And the one thing Jake wasn't able to establish some things based upon the speed advantage wasn't there. He was just as fast as. Jake was. They yeah. both landed good jabs, but the jab of Tommy Fury, the fast hands, it caused Jake Paul problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in watching it, I thought there were certain things that I really enjoy. In, I'm going to tell you this just the way I'm looking at it. Jake Paul can box. He oh, really yeah. can. And the, and the reason I'm saying is you take a look at his stance and you look at the way he's blading himself. 
and because he's giving just certain portions for you to be able to attack just based upon how he's standing and how he's moving and i go that that's what a real boxer that's what a good boxer does that's what a real you know guy who is trying to be technically proficient at this sport there is a science to it and that science helps put you in a position so it's tough you know not just to hit you it's the angles that you give and things i, I really i really actually am i'm impressed by the way he moves the way he stands the way he uses some head movement but tommy fury a little bit more square in what he does and backs up way too much as far as when he's going goes straight back so needs to you know stay angle and step off but really good head movement a lot of the time you know fast hands keeps his hands a little low and stuff but it was a close fight you know I, the, the one thing that i'm going to say out of the whole thing josh is the referee <sighs> dude you fucked that up Okay. It was horrible. This is not about you, dude. I don't know what the hell. You need to freaking understand. If you haven't done a lot of championship fights, championship fights sometimes start off ugly. And there's it a lot. It seemed like of, he had never done any fights, John. Oh, my God. It was absolutely, it was embarrassing. It was, yeah. you are acting like, this is the way I looked at it. You're acting like an amateur referee mm -hmm. trying to do professional fight and you see you know before they get used to it there's a difference in it you know and man he just he fucked that up first off the points the point deductions themselves stop no. you don't want to affect the fight if you don't have to and jake no. paul didn't do anything bad tommy fury hit him in the back of the head freaking around before where it was actually he was completely turned around it's yeah. like and then you take the point it's like yeah sorry brother if there was a bad point in this entire matchup, it was you. Yeah. You really just overstepped what you needed to do to be effective in that fight. And you, you know, you inserted yourself when you did not have to. So that was that was a problem. But I thought the two combatants, both Tommy Fury, I thought Tommy Fury fought very well, fought composed, shows showed that, you know, he can take a shot because he got hit a couple of times clean. Yep. And uh he got put on his butt when he was off balance within the in the last round with the just basically a straight jab but he was off you know similar to what happened with anderson silva with uh paul's got fast hands and you know yeah. you're off balance you're not stepping right you get hit you're gonna you can end up popping your butt to the ground but i really didn't you know i looked at it, it was so hard with, with with the way i was watching it in the airport mm -hmm. it was i missed probably a third of the action of the fight based upon my my Wi-Fi Wi-Fi stopping and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I saw the whole fight, but I did miss you know some of so as far as who won it and stuff. It was close, and that's really? all. Around. I yeah, it was close. Uh, yeah, I didn't have it close. I, I mean, like I had it. I had it six two or five three for Fury. <clears throat> yeah, for Fury, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which had, one had, of the judges gave Fury, it to? I had Fury, you know, winning it. I thought he won, mm -hmm. but. It was close, and I was okay. There was a split; didn't matter to me and stuff. You really didn't. You thought because it was, you thought it should have been a split. I thought that was wack. no. I thought Fury won. I, I okay. gave it to Fury. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you another question. What outside? Nothing to do with Jake Paul. What's your take on Tommy Fury now? Same take I had before. Hmm. Tommy Fury is a guy that is comes from a fighting family. Basically, you look at his dad. <laughs> you know, that's just what he is. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's yeah. that hard dude john fury is funny as shit but he is you know who he is and you know he taught his sons to fight his, his tommy's never gonna be tyson no but tommy you know is like you tommy's got model looks he's oh, fucking you, put to, he's put together like a fucking brick shit house not anymore. so he can make, you know he made a lot of money off of this he can make good money based mm -hmm. upon the way he looks he's never gonna be his brother tyson as far as boxing he doesn't have the same skill set it's not that you know and again i thought he fought very well but he's fighting the level of competition that he should be fighting exactly you know i agree i i, I look at let me break down the fight first and then i'll go into the separate stuff with them but in terms of the fight i thought it was a great match fight i thought Tom, was tommy tommy showed that he was he was just as fast, if not faster, especially in those first two rounds. Oh yeah, he had a fast jab. He was snapping with the right hand. He was he was kind of rolling his shoulders getting, a little bit, getting Jake to bite on those feints. Yep, exactly. So like rolling the shoulders is more of like a feint. So he would turn and then he'd come back and not, yep. not throw anything off of it, and then he'd turn yep. and then he'd throw something off of it. He did a great job. Um, where he impressed me was he impressed me. You said he moves back, which I agree he does. He does when he hits when his back or his leg hits the rope, he'll turn and create a little bit of an angle. Mm -hmm. And he landed some good, hard, clean shots in that um, in those exchanges. He was waiting and baiting to see if Jake would come lunging in, which is what Jake kind of does. And I think tonight was a good for all the fighters that may potentially start looking to fight Jake Paul or Jake Paul thinking about fighting someone else. This was a good sample size for them to get an idea of how to beat him because I think there was a lot that was laid out. Jake Paul dips his head straight down. Sure, he's bladed, but when he someone starts punching him, he kind of I don't want to say cowers, but he he kind of no, bends he, down he, at the waist and he covers his head. down, brings yeah. his hands in, and brings his head, and that that down uppercut and, was there all oh, yeah. day. And Tommy yeah. hit him with two good, good nasty uppercuts. I'm surprised he didn't go to it more because it was there all day and all night long. Yeah. All day, night, whatever it was. It was <laughs> well, day for us, was... night for them probably. Um <clears throat> but it was I thought was very impressed with Tommy. I thought I had him win in the first two rounds, had him lose in the third, then the fifth he got it back, and then the sixth I felt like he won that round too. Then the seventh you know, and seventh and eighth went on. You know what I mean? Like he got he got drops out to his butt. More of an off balance though. Yeah, it you know, was. caught him in the exchange, and yep. in terms of he was stepping in, and it kind of just caught him on his heels and sat him to his butt. He wasn't hurt. No. Um, but what I loved is that Jake Paul showed he's a dog. He'll take a shot to give a shot. Yep. Tom, Tommy's got to be careful. Keeps his hands down low, like you had talked about. But I did like the. Uh, I did like that they tried one way in the first two rounds, which they were having success. I'm surprised they got away from it. The first two rounds was be defensive, circle, stay away, counter, and they did a great job. They won the first two rounds. Then in the third round, they tried to change the game plan and started trying to get after him. Just take the center of the cage, center of the cage, center of the ring, and dictate the pace of the fight. And that kind of, I felt like Jake won that round because of that. He just, he was able to, when Tommy had to be the aggressor, he was showing too much. He was loading up too much. And when he did that, it didn't come out fluidly and Jake was able to slip, make him miss, and then counter or throw and beat him to the punch as he was stepping in. I agree. And it just he didn't, he didn't fight as well. Then he went back, I think, in the fourth round to the the little bit more of the defensive, and he has he had a good round. I looked at, I had it being like three or four one going into the the sixth, you know, and then uh, the sixth was a good round, seventh, you know, like seventh and then the eighth and whatever, so forth. But it was, um, I thought Tommy had probably one of his best performances. Now I don't know if that's because a lot more motivation from you know. 
Tyson and his dad, you know, John or whatever, putting the pressure on him. Like, a little don't bit bother more coming preparation. Home. And I think, I think that the, he didn't take the fight the first time and then now came back. I think, I think he had that time to really focus on, hey, what do I got to do? What I think the first camp was probably, it was, I, I feel like I'm good. I'm getting there, but I'm not where I need to be for me to make sure that I have a dominant performance. And so they pulled and then he just kept working. I felt like he ran a long, a long time to make sure that he got to every, all the little bit of work that he needed. And I think his brother helped him a lot in terms of not just helping him in there and working with them and sparring with them and, and being there with him. I think he brought in some of the best nutritionists, probably some of the best, uh, the best team he could get around him, whatever it was, they made sure that he had the best because he was in shape. Oh, that no guy, like, I was expecting him to slow down with all that yeah, he muscle. He did not slow down at all. He didn't slow down at all. Because he even he slowed down when he fought Anthony Taylor, if you recall. Yeah. And he, he got tired. Yeah, you could see tired. it. Yeah. And, but, you know. But people look at Anthony Taylor and like, dude, you were fighting at 135 like five years ago. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole and Now you're point. 200 pounds. I, mean, I don't know yeah. what the deal is. But anyways, yeah. like, that, that's, not, like, that's not a good comparison because, look, a lot of people fight to the level of their competition. Sure. And I feel that. Jake but Paul. fatigue in that situation, when you are the one that is, you're dominating the action of the fight, you're dominating the position and when the engagements take place, and you're getting tired, mm-hmm. say you're not in shape. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So. Absolutely true. But in this in this scenario, he was the one that was really in shape. And both of them were in phenomenal shape. No, both of them were in great shape. <clears throat> there could have been a little bit more output from both of them, but I think both of them have to respect each other's power. Yeah. You know I mean? uh Jake Paul has power for sure, no doubt. And then Tommy, he showed in that first two rounds, he's definitely got power. I mean, there was a couple of times he hit Jake, and you can see Jake, he had to just, you know, hunker down and start get ready to start being a defensive fighter. Um, with Jake, like I said, there's been a this has been a lot in terms of he laid out there's enough video on him now against someone that can actually box that it laid out kind of how to beat him. If you're offensive on oh, him, yeah. and you hit him, and you but hit him with some good shots, he'll hunker again, down, uppercuts, hooks to the body. Those things are very... Josh, the speed. And this is where we were trying to talk about all the times that you're fighting guys that are old. And the the first thing that goes is speed. And he's 24 now, maybe 25 now, I don't know. But he's fast. He's got fast hands. You know, he's... And when you're fighting people that are slower, well, now when you're fighting someone that has... As much speed, if not more, mm, see, a little mm. bit of a difference. And, and that, that that's a big equation. The other part I want you to think about is this, though. How, I don't know, say how mad are you? Or, you know, Jake in that press conference offered Tommy, he says, we'll do this. If you win, I'll pay you double what your purse is. If I win, you get nothing. And he didn't want to do it. And then his dad said, you got it. We're doing it, right? And then he said, okay, we, we got a contract we signed. And then they didn't sign that contract. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. And you look and you go, how upset is he now? <laughs> I, I don't, Do you know how much he made for that fight? Four million, I heard. Four million bucks. I mean, he'll get a rematch. And he yeah, should get make- a rematch. But he could have eight million. Yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. I, I look at, I know that they're two separate men. But I would imagine his brother kind of helps him a lot with whatever. I don't, I don't think, think his brother has to. Oh, that's true as well. I don't think he has to. I mean, he's a model. He's pretty much a, he's one of the fucking best looking motherfuckers out there right now. <laughs> and he's, he's got the damn, you know, he does all that reality TV crap and stuff. I mean, I'm sure he's doing just fine. And he can box. 
You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, yeah four million, box. eight million, I get well, it, and he can box. I was listening to um, I was listening to Rogan's podcast with Dave Portnoy mm-hmm. from Barstool Sports. I saw right? the video that Dave did tonight, and he put I don't know what did he do. He basically said I was fucking wrong. I knew I was wrong the first thirty seconds. Oh, okay, <laughs> because he he went on uh, Rogan's podcast mm-hmm. and was and he said he goes that fight is it's not even there, I have never been so sure about anything. My you know Jake Paul. He goes, Tommy Fury can't box, and and I was like, are you are you high? <laughs> and 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 Rogan kind of came back at him. He goes, no, you're wrong, man. He can box, you know. And he's he's this and he's that, and he starts explaining. And Portnoy's going, no, no, no. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're looking at, but the dude no. can box. Dave, pull up that video. It's on Barstool Prez. Uh, on, on Instagram. Instagram. So, so Portnoy came out and actually said he did I was wrong. Oh, as I love soon, it. That's awesome. As soon as it was done, yeah. As soon as it yeah. was done, he came out and was like. But this is, you know, this is, Josh, this is our life. Yeah. We have all these people because they know so much. And they sit there and they make these, you know, oh, you know, you do this or that. or and It's yeah. like, no, I, I hate to tell you, I've done this for too long. I kind of <laughs> do know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And when you say yeah. he doesn't know. There you go. I can't hear it. Come on, Dave. I want to hear it. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm making this video. There's two minutes left, seventh round. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Oh, he's doing the middle of it. I essentially said I was never more confident of anything in my entire life. That's what he said. And Jake Paul destroying Tommy Fury, knocking him out. I didn't think Tommy Fury was a real fighter. I thought Jake Paul was going to kill him. On and on. I on Rogan. I said, Rogan, you're a moron if you think that uh, Tommy Fury is a real boxer. If somebody looked at me walking down the street. I'd be like, Tommy Fury's a joke. I knew 30 seconds in, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> here I am, hand up. You actually have to be a man of integrity, honor, and I am that man today. I am dead wrong. Okay. Uh, and I don't know that I was wrong about Jake Paul. I was clearly wrong about Tommy Fury. Way better than I thought. How good? I don't know. I don't know anything now. Uh, I can't ever f- talk about boxing ever again with a degree of integrity. <laughs> my reputation is in shambles. My reputation is in shambles. My reputation is in shambles. Dude, no, I trust me. You didn't have a reputation like you That's good, you dude. Saying, I am wrong. That's funny. Though. But, you know, that's good great. for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's great right there, man. That's great. I mean, like... Hey, you got to admit when you're wrong. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, like I, I've said, I said with the with the Volkanovski thing, man, I was wrong. I thought Islam was going to finish him by round three. I mm-hmm. thought for sure. It is what it is. You know, here's the thing. When you're talking about the top level fighters in the world, you can never underestimate them. Never. Nope. No, I put nope. my foot. Like, I underestimated Kamar Usman. I don't know how many times. Shit. I mean, pfft. I put my foot in my mouth oh, against, I about him. Come on, we. I used to go. What? what why is it you don't like him? You're like, I love him. Yeah, I know I you do. I love Kamara. He's such uh, a fucking nice guy. He's such oh, a likable guy. guy. And yeah, and he's I, a I don't hell of a think, fighter. I, I don't think anything negative about him. I actually think he's a role model for a lot of young people. I think I'm 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 super impressed by him. Um, I just I really like when we were talking the Colby situation, right? I had seen Kamara. Seemed like he got a little tired sometimes in some of his fights. He slowed down. And I thought Colby was going to be able to walk through him in that first fight. Not walk through him, but I thought he was going to he was going to out wrestle him. He's going to pace him. He's going to make him make him work. Well, I thought this is what I thought of that fight. I thought he would wrestle him so much that, that they would get in, in his uh, 
Kobe's cardio would start to come through in rounds four and five, and he'd be able to dominate maybe some wrestling takedowns and positions. That didn't happen. And shit, that shit didn't happen in number two either. <laughs> just <laughs> you know, and uh, and then I thought the same thing when they fought when uh, George fought him. Masvidal. I was like, you know, on the feet, George got good takedown defense. I thought for sure Kamara would take him down. Yeah. Then I thought George would be able to like you know circle stay away. He's got good takedown defense enough to stuff it and then throw some good combinations. Maybe rock him, get him out of there. That was not the case. That was not. And then the second fight, shit, fuck, he knocked him out. I mean, this is the game. I mean, you're talking about the best fighters in the world. And I'm not saying that Jake and Tommy are the best fighters in the world. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. But, but you know what? These guys, Both of them have potential. And you've got you've to really give them credit. Give credit where credit's due. Tommy fought a really good fight tonight. He fought, I thought he had a great jab. He did a great job. You were saying, like, backing up. I had him stepping off several times as soon as he hit the fence or the the cage. The ropes. The ropes. And he go. would throw the shots. I mean, yeah. I thought... I thought he fought a great fight for someone who I didn't, I didn't, I was a little bit like Dave Portnoy. I was like, uh, he's not a good boxer. He's not great. He's not bad. He's just not great. And I thought Jake would be able to use his age to put the pace on him. I mean, Tommy's not an old guy, yeah, but I'm like, saying he's not, like, old. he's not old, but I'm saying I thought he would have been able to like that, that energetic Jake Paul that we've seen all around. I thought we'd see the bounce in his step, the snap, the jab, boom. Like, but then again, you look at the guys that he's fought, John. They're all older. Yeah. All of them. All in their, you know, 39, 40 years old. I mean, it, it makes, makes a, a huge difference. difference. Yeah. And I thought that too, but then I also looked at Tommy. I'm like, he's, he's a kind of a bigger guy. He's not a super fast guy. But then in that first 30 seconds, when I started seeing him use the jab, started seeing the hand speed, and he had more power than Jake, I was like, oh, okay. Because every yeah. time Jake got hit, he was like, oh, shit, this guy can crack. Yeah. And so it really opened my eyes. And like I said, the sample size now on Jake Paul is there for anybody else fighting him next. So he's going to have to make some changes. A little bit of a blueprint. A little bit. A little bit. Yep. That uppercut, you know, being more of a counter striker if you're the faster one. I mean, it just goes into, like you were saying earlier, about him having to fight people that are not old. The speed. Sure, you're a fast fighter, but you look fast because you're fighting older guys. And tonight, when we realized you guys were equally as fast, if not, yeah, Tommy was a little bit speed. faster than you. That's right. You know, and I felt like Tommy was faster the first two, three rounds, and then he kind of didn't slow down, but he just wasn't didn't have that same snap as he had. He had moments of that snap that were faster than than Jake, but because he carries so, so much muscle, he's built like a Greek god and crystal blue green eyes, and just super jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. So, but uh, yeah, right. anyways, overall though, I got to be honest, I, I actually enjoyed the fight. Yeah, no, I was impressed I with both guys, impressed with, you know, their skill levels and everything, and they both look really good. Look, it, it looked like what it, it's a professional boxing match, and it was, you know, it did not look like, oh, a YouTuber or anything like that. No, you can see when you, YouTubers fight. Jake yeah. Paul's a real boxer. He's got great skills. Tommy Fury's got great skills. It was a good, good fight. I'm just glad they both made money, man. They both made some good money. Good on them. Good yep. on them. Also, give it up for Badu Jack, who I've been watching forever. Uh, Badu comes back and wins his third world title, and he put on a hell of a performance. I know you didn't see it, so we're not going to talk about it. But Badu Jack looked fantastic. Now let's talk about Bellator 291 from Dublin, Ireland, because... There was a dude there in Yaroslav Amazov, as Josh will tell you, who was 26-0, and 0, 
14 and 1 for Logan Storley. 30 fights between both of them. <laughs> but, you know, you, you look at the story, and, you know, so much of this, you look, you say, you want a true story? Here's your story, man, because here's a guy who walked away from a world title, walked away from the safety of being able to be a professional athlete and not have to go to, you know, we've had a lot of athletes in the United States and going back in times, boxers, you know, Joe Lewis, Sugar Ray Robinson, they all were, you know, drafted into the military during wartime, but they didn't, they didn't go to frontline stuff. They, mm -hmm. they were there for more to make the troops feel good and to do demonstrations and things like that. But Yaroslav Amazov, he was, you know, he, he made it, he made a statement in, in, in the, if you look at the interview they did where he's talking and he says, you know, you know, I saw stuff and, you know, sometimes, you know, I can't sleep. And all I can tell you is, you know, people, if you haven't, you know, people in the military, they know what he's talking about. And when you you see stuff, you can't unsee those things, Josh. They're with you forever. Now, you, everyone handles them different, and you compartmentalize things in your life. But, you know, this is a guy, the man coming off of a nasty, you know, six months of his life where he was frontline military, seeing terrible things done. And comes back because, you know, the troops want him to. They're the ones that said, hey, we, we want you to be fighting. They did the same thing with Alexander Usyk. They wanted him fighting, you know. So this is a guy that, man, two years off, dude, he came back. Josh, he was so fucking good. Yeah. He made a, good, a really good fighter in Logan Storley, and we know how good he can wrestle. He made Logan just look average. He yeah. made, I mean, we talk, how many times do we talk about, you know, combinations and throwing your hands and don't just do the ones, the one twos, you got to go and throw the threes and fours. Those are the ones that are going to land. This said, dude is fighting a guy that is known for his wrestling, a guy that, you know, if you go to freaking kill cliff and talk about who's the best wrestler there and Kamaru Usman's still training there all the time and Logan Storley, it's not close. They'll tell you. He was throwing nine, ten punch combinations against a guy that wrestles that good, mm -hmm. and that guy couldn't get a damn takedown to save his life. Didn't even sniff yeah. one. I was surprised. No. I mean, <clears throat> unbelievable how good he looked. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a, a moment in that fight where he was not in control and doing what he wanted to do or forcing Logan to have to defend what he was doing. Yeah, I was thoroughly impressed by his performance from beginning to end. <clears throat> from the very beginning bell to the very last bell, he dominated the fight all the way around. Mm -hmm. Now, I know the game plan for Logan was to stand a little bit and yep. then threaten some takedowns in the first, and then that went astray after a couple calf kicks. Boy, he, I, talked, I talked to him. And he he taught you know because and I said it on the broadcast you you can't just eat it like that you've got mm -hmm. to start to check that you cannot do that. And he told me, he said, John, he goes, I got hit that second time. He goes, and I realized, mm -hmm. oh, fuck, my leg, I, I have no balance on it. Mm -mm. And, and you know, that was first round, Josh. Yeah. You know, and, and he said, he goes, at, he goes, right then I knew, oh, I'm in trouble. 
And I talked to Johnny Eblen after the or before the fight, and he's like, "Look, his everything is on point right now, this and that." And he's like, "People don't understand how like he doesn't look like he's hitting hard, but he hits hard." Yeah. They're like, and his kicks, he'll throw them, and they just they, they he like feel, it looks like he's throwing them easy, but when they land, they're hard. I mean, Johnny Eblen couldn't stop talking. He's like, "Look, out of all the guys that I spar with and train at with at American Top Team, he trains with all the guys. Yeah, Everyone that gives him he, gives the him one trouble. that gives him the hardest time is him." Yeah. He's like, it's just not. He's like, and he's a 70 pounder, and I'm an 85 pounder. He's like, but the guy can do it all. He can wrestle. He can he can hip toss you off your movement. He foot sweeps you. He can do everything. Stuff my takedowns. He's sure I can get him. He's like, but he's still there in the third, fourth round if I need him for five rounds. The guy can go. Because I had I had had some concerns when I ran into Johnny uh at his last fight about Yaroslav. I said, you know, the first fight he got real tired. He's like, bro, let me just tell you. He's like, that guy is a training machine. He's like, but he came back so fat, like so out of shape in his in, in between that fight and the between the last fight and the fight that he fought Logan. <clears throat> he's like, and he just had a horrible weight cut. His whole camp was about getting his weight down. He just wasn't the same. The speed wasn't there. The the output wasn't there. He's like, he was lucky that it was only a three round fight. He got lucky. And the fact that he won the split decision, he got lucky too. I mean, they were talking about it. He's like, don't expect to see that guy. That guy's not coming. He's like, this guy's focused. He's really focused on what he's doing. And the thing that concerns me now, look, with such a dominant performance in his post-fight interview, he not with you, but in the back, they were talking, and he did a video. He's going to go back to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. But I've talked to him. Okay. He's going back to the Ukraine to be someone that is there for the morale of the troops. He's going to go yeah. see the troops. He's going <clears> to... <throat> Go, you know, bring bring them the belt, do all those things. It doesn't mean that he's going to go back on the front lines. Got it. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's a lot that people should take away from this man, and that the the things that they should take away from is that he. It's almost like a Pat Tillman story, but without him passing. Yeah, it's like he really gave up a lot of money. He, you know, he's got a great contract. He's the champ. He's he's given up. You know, maybe he's not giving up Pat Tillman money, but he's given up good money. You know, and mm -hmm. he's got a good life. He's got a great life out here, you know, and lives here and then lives there. He lives both places, but his family's still over there. I mean, he's, he, and if you watch, I follow him on Instagram, man. He loves to mountain bike. He loves to, oh, he does it all. He loves, he does it all, man. He loves to do everything. He's active. And uh, the first thing after, you can just tell how, how proud of a father he is about his son. I can't wait to kiss my son, to kiss my wife. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it's, <laughs> I saw him this morning, and we're talking, and he's got his phone right, and all of a sudden I say, "Are you talking to your wife?" Right, and his wife's on Facetime. He goes, "He goes, oh yes, no problem, don't. It's okay though." <laughs> no, 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 go, man. He's yeah. he's super nice. His English has gotten a lot better. Way better. It's gotten a lot better. Yeah, so way um, better. But look on the on the flip side, I look at Logan Storley. <clears throat> he was making progressions as he got to this title fight. He fought for the interim title. He fought uh, MVP. The wrestling pedigree that he has, six-time state champ out of South Dakota, a four-time All-American out of the University yep. of Minnesota. The guy's got it all in terms of the wrestling accolades. He's a fantastic wrestler. Um, his striking's coming along as well. He was able to outstrike, uh, outstrike Naaman Gracie. He had some good stuff on the feet, stuff the takedowns, got a takedown or two, and then just backed out. He is a very, very good fighter. Yeah. I'm not going to even get into like the comparisons with him and Usman and all the other guys and that that train out of uh, Kill Cliff. They're all teammates. 
They all got a lot of respect for each other. They all help each right. other. Um, but he is a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, and he will be back. Like I said, his only losses are to the champ. You look, I look at him I, I, without saying like he won't be back. He will be back. But I look at him like a Robert Whitaker, the guy that's going to probably always be there at number two for right now. But in that being said, the guy that scares me the most for Yaroslav Amosov is the guy he's probably going to end up fighting next, which is Jason Jackson. The reason why he scares me, John, is the reach, the range, and then Yaroslav's going to have to get in there. The speed of the jab, the speed of the push kick, the leg kicks, all of those things that Jason Jackson presents, on top of the height and the size, Yaroslav Amosov, Amosov is not, he's not a big guy for 170, but he's not small. He's tall, he's a little bit rangy and stuff, but then Jason Jackson is like that next step up, taller, a little bit longer, a little bit lengthier kind of thing, like gangly, and he can wrestle. Yeah, he can he wrestle. comes from a wrestling background. He's got yeah. a wrestling background. He's not Logan Sterling wrestling, but he is a guy that will push you into the wrestling categories when you least expect it. Logan will strike and then wrestle off of it. Jason Jackson will get into a big mix with you and then all of a sudden grab your leg and try to take you down or he'll bull rush you to the fence and then just grab your around your, your back, your low back or your under your ass and then lift you, scoop you and pull you out and put you down. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a, he's going to be a handful. I think for, for Amosov. And I, like I've said this before, look, as much as I talked about on Twitter today, cause I've been talking shit. <laughs> I was getting after it today on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you don't follow me, man, go to at the real punk. I got some business for y'all. Uh, I said, he's right now. He's the best welterweight in the world. Everyone's like, Oh, he can't be Usman. Usman's oh, not even the best guy. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I said that That's last night. I, I don't know if you heard, but I said it and it's because Dave, I want you to do me a favor. I, I gave you a tweet. It's by American top team. Now, this is American Top Team, okay? One of the best gyms there is. Mm -hmm. And I want you to read what it says because it says best in the world in any organization. And it's got two guys there with Mike Brown, one of the coaches. Yaroslav and Johnny are standing there. This is, ah, it's so frustrating. And I, and I understand people. I understand when, hey, you are someone that likes the sport and you watch in the UFC is the number one and you think that they must have the people that can beat everybody and their people are fantastic i'm not telling you they're not but there are people out there that can beat them too now mm -hmm. you can put them in a fight and i've said it too many times if you give me the top 170s in the ufc i can take the top 70s in bellator and if i get to match them up i can guarantee i'm going to come away with mostly wins mm -hmm. now i can do it the opposite way too and come away with the UFC, mostly wins. But this right here, fighters, Josh, you knew this when you were at AKA. Yeah. Look, we knew. fighters know, and it doesn't matter what organization somebody is with. And I was talking with Eric Nixick about it last night too, you know, at Extreme Couture. And it's like, hey, in the gym, we know. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. You know, it, it, sometimes yeah. it's just, you know, which day one guy feels better or anything like that. But, that's telling you right there, you know, as, as a team, you're not trying to put anything out nope. against any organization. What you're doing is saying, look, we got guys from both, you know, we got, we got a ton of guys that fight in the UFC and we got guys that fight in Bellator. And we're telling you right now at these weight classes, we're going to say, we think these are the two best guys in the world. And Hey, 
if whether you can accept it or not, people. I had, I had to do it on on a Twitter. You fucking. I was gonna I was gonna respond to him. Then I thought Dave, podcast Dave would tell me why, and I was like, okay, I won't. Yeah, Dave's on there talking shit to everybody. So I look at it, and the guy, the the, the best part is the guy had a you know a picture of himself, and he's got duck face. He's doing the whole lip oh, thing, gosh. right? And I go, I cannot respond to duck face. No, so, no. but you know, he's sitting there saying, you know, he he couldn't beat the you know anybody you know in the top twenty in the UFC, and it's like, dude, yeah, it's okay that you think that. I can't help the fact that you're ignorant. Yeah, all right, can't help it. It's just who you are, and it's okay, and it doesn't bother me that you're ignorant that you know nothing. But you know nothing, yeah. because when it comes to fighters, fighters know. You know, Josh, we talk to we talk to people all the time. I talk to every damn coach there is out there. I talk to all mm-hmm. the. I know I don't say a lot of times what I know, but you ask people, they know who the best guys are. It yeah, doesn't matter but- what organization they're with. Look, I'm not just talking to fighters. I'm talking to coaches, and on top of talking to coaches, I'm talking to managers. Yeah. And I know which managers. I don't. Are. I don't listen to managers because they lie. I they do <laughs> they do lie, but you also you also know when they're not lying when yeah. they say, "Yeah, we're gonna wait for that fight." Yeah, they know Smart. they understand. Like you know what? Know. We're, we want that fight to be for the title. Like we want that fight or, to be down the line for the title. Or they'll say, "Yeah, we're gonna take that fight because right now, yep, we think we have an advantage, and we know that guy is coming on." Yeah, and we don't want to take him on two fights down the road. Yeah, my thought process on it to the people on Twitter, the people that are talk about you know the UFC always UFC is I, I don't normally okay. disagree with a lot of what they say. I tell them though this is that the the UFC doesn't have the best fighters. The best fighters are everywhere across the world. Yes, they just have more of them. Yep, they do. That's the best. That's the way. That's the best way I can explain it for for the casual the person depth- at home. The, the depth, depth of the UFC is better is than any organization there is. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. They got they got double the roster the Bellator has. They have six hundred something fighters on their roster. Yeah, you know, and Bellator's got about two ninety, two eighty somewhere in there, almost three hundred. Yeah, and so it's you know you're in that mix, and it goes up and down. Sometimes they'll sign ten people, and then sometimes they'll cut four. Sometimes sure. they'll you know cut twelve, and they'll sign four. It's like it depends on what it is. Um, but right now. <clears throat> I, the bet, like I said, that's the best way I can explain it. But there's no doubt in my mind, because I just when I get on these Twitter things, right, and I start seeing her, I talk to people just in general. I talk to people. They're like, "Hey, yeah, but then Johnny Eblen, you know, he, he could, he could, he, you know, he could probably beat Pereira, but then he couldn't, he couldn't beat Izzy. Izzy's got good takedown defense." I'm like, they're basically the same fighter, and I get it. Izzy does have better takedown defense. He does, but if you have to wrestle as much as you did, and Jan is not a wrestler. I know Jan's big also, but Jan's not a wrestler. No. Let's not say he is. He is not. And, Johnny is, and Johnny's proven that in round five, he can go another five rounds. Well, here's the, here's the difference with Johnny. And this will, you know, the guy that's in the middle will tell you this right now. Johnny Eblen is like Colby Covington. He has got a huge gas tank, and he yeah. just keeps coming. That's, that is a rare athlete in MMA that you have speed that you can wrestle that way and you can do it over and over and over again and you don't stop you don't get tired mm-hmm. and Johnny Evans that guy that's yeah, true and then I mean honestly I was concerned about Yaroslav Famosov and I said this earlier because of his first fight with Logan and sure. I had never really seen him get super tired before but that fight he did and it all made sense <clears throat> but you never know you listen to friends that they train with and you know you hear about their great accolades and 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 their their great training 
You know, and they talk about then when they said, oh, yeah, he just he came in fat. And that makes a ton of sense. I've been around. I don't know how many fighters, how <laughs> many fighters, some of them being Dagestani coming in just heavier than they should have came in, you know, enjoying their last win too much. And it showed it showed in the weight cut showed in the in a little bit of their performance. Yeah. But um, right now, I'm just I, I've laid it all out on the line. They're like, oh, well. Amosov can't beat Kamar Usman. Well, Kamar, Kamar Usman, if you want to match him up, champion versus champion, number one, number two, I would Leon say that, Edwards. yeah, you know, it's like you got to give him Leon Edwards. I think Kamar Usman's a harder fight for him. Absolutely. Let me Styles ask you a question. Matchups. Let me, okay, let me ask you this. What does Kamar Usman live off of? His jab and his wrestling. Okay. Is he going to out-wrestle Yaroslav? I don't think so. Absolutely not, because I yeah. can tell you right now. Yeah. Josh, you know it's true, and I'm talking. Kamaro can't out wrestle Logan Storley. Now, I'm not saying Kamaro's not a good wrestler; he is fantastic wrestler. Yeah. But Logan Storley is a fantastic wrestler, mm-hmm. and they they train all the time together. Why do you think that Logan says, "Look, I know now I'm one of the best because I train with those guys and I know how I do." Okay, and so you look and you go, I'm "Not too sure that that you know and." Age-wise yeah. and everything, look, Kamaro's not better on the feet than no. Yaroslav. Yaroslav no. has a much more diverse attack than Kamaro. Now, Kamaro may have more single-punch power. Yeah, like anybody that knocks Masvidal out the way he did, he may have that single-punch power. I'm not going to take that away. But, no. you know, look, he lives off of wrestling. And he's not going to out-wrestle Amazov. Well, I want to get like if I get deep into what you that tweet though with Mike Brown. So you go Amosov. I look at it. Can you pull up the 170 pound rankings? Hey, Bellator's right. No, UFC's. Sorry. <laughs> You've got you got Kamaro, you got Kobe, and you got Hamzat. You got mm-hmm. Bilal. So like all of those guys, <clears throat> they're all good wrestlers. Yeah. But Logan Storley, out of the three oh, of them, is out of all four of those, is the better wrestler. Well, see, now there was tape out there of Amazov training with Kamzat in Thailand. Yep. Yep. But if you know the background of that tape and, and what they were showing, it's where, and I just know people that were there that were training with them, and they gave me the full story. And they told me, well, I'm going to tell you right now, Amazov was eating Kamzat up, but then Amazov continued on and Kamzat went and got a break and stuff and then came back and then Kamzat kind of it, it evened out and Kamzat was mm-hmm. doing well. But yeah. You know, it's But in all fairness though, I also heard I also heard the same exact thing that you heard that he kept going and they were gone they were going for like about eight, you know, six to eight, seven rounds of wrestling yeah. and Hamzat had went off taking a rest or two and then came in. But I also heard on the feet that Hamzat had a little bit more of the I heard, I heard that Hamzat did really well on the feet. Yep. Exactly. But then you also look at too the size of Hamzat and the size of them and off season. They weren't in, neither one of those guys were in camp. They were there just training. Yeah. So I don't look at them as being the same. And Hamzat is, I think, not he's not going back down to seventy. So he's not making that way. From what oh. I heard, from what from what I've heard from people that were trying to book fights against him management wise, they said that he's going to eighty five. Yeah. So we'll see if that actually happens. But, but I think he should. They were told that he's going. He should. He should. Yeah. I, th- I think if the, as the he two gets top a little bit older, there, it's going to get worse and worse. And I think 185 yeah. is perfect for him. Yep. I think that because if you look at the guys he's going to have to beat at 85, right? He's going to have to get through Robert Whitaker or Jared Cannonier. Outside of that, I mean, I think he, I think he, 
Him and Paul Acosta would be a fun fight. Paul yeah. Acosta and and Hobbs that would be a fun fight. It'd be a yeah. very exciting fight. But that you're, they're gonna have to cha- they're gonna have to challenge him at some point. You know, they challenged him with uh, Gilbert Burns, Gilbert. and Gilbert rocked him in the third round, sat him to a knee. Oh yeah. So let's remember that. Like everyone keeps telling me, like, oh well, Hamza can beat Amazov at seventy, but he hasn't made weight. He's made weight one time, and he started getting tired in the, in the third round. Well, you're gonna fight Amazov. It's gonna be a five round fight. So you can't get tired. <laughs> and we just we just saw that Amazov can go. He's got yeah. cardio. Now I get in. I get into the uh, I get into the Johnny Eblen conversation. Both the top two guys there, Israel and and Alex, they're they're not wrestlers. And Johnny will, I believe, take them down and be able to. I think Robert Whitaker is his toughest fight in that division. No, I, I would agree. I, I think he is just somebody. People kept people kept telling me like, "Oh well, uh, Marvin Vittori," and then I'm like, no. "Marvin Vittori doesn't have the wrestling. He doesn't have the striking either. He's not. He's good, but he's not great. He's not. He doesn't threaten him in any way. Johnny Evelyn's got the cardio, the endurance. He's got the. He mixes it up very well. I mean, keeping Gegard guessing the way he did. And then his last performance with Tokov, who's a fucking savage and a beast. I mean, he's 32 and 2 now. He was 30, 32 and 1 at the time. Or was he 32 and 2? 31 and 2. 31 and 2, sorry. Nice 30. Numbers again. See, you start thinking about numbers. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he, he everyone's like, oh, well, who'd he beat? Oh, he just beat someone who was 31 and 2. That's who he beat. Right. Fucking stud. The guy's an animal. Super strong. Good, good sambo. Good wrestling. Good, good striking. Heavy, good heavy hands. Yeah. Good power extremely well-rounded yep. look i'm not here to discredit the guys that are in the other organizations but i'm gonna speak no, on fantastic. the fact that these the, oh, look there's guys i don't that's why i don't say things like this about other like other weight classes because like, hey i feel like maybe the other other facility maybe the other promotions have a better fighter i don't know yet I haven't maybe the sample size isn't big enough for me to compare i don't know what it is or maybe it's just stylistically it's not a good matchup but if i'm gonna go through this i'm gonna say that Right now, American Top Team was very, very right. Right now, Johnny Eblen's the best 185-pounder in the world. And I believe the same thing with Yaroslav Amosov. He's the best 170-pounder in the world. That's it. I, I, I don't, I'm not discrediting the other guys. I'm not discrediting the other promotion. I think a lot, all, all these fighters are fucking fantastic. All of them are. But like I said earlier, the UFC does not have the best fighters. They just have more of them. And that's really what, what people have depth. to start to understand. They have depth. the depth on their roster. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's just no way around it. I mean, like you get into like, if I start looking at it, <clears throat> look at that fucking lightweight division. Charles Oliveira, Dustin, Justin, Benil, Chandler, Fazeev. I mean, like Gamrot, like Sarukian. Fuck. I mean, like Dos Anjos. I mean, I'm going through this line right now. I'm like, that's fucking top. That's top 10. That's top eight. Best eight and nine guys. Fucking animals, killers, all of them. Yep. Yep. Dos Anjos is number nine right now. as fucking former champion. Just you got you got killers there, man. Like, but like I said, they've they've got a lot more than other promotions because they are the biggest promotion in the world right now. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go ahead and move on to the next fight. <laughs> we ranted on a lot. Sorry about that. All right, Jeremy Kennedy took on Pedro Carvalho. Jeremy Kennedy basically he dominated the fight. Dominated with his wrestling, and he. I did know that before the fight, he was not feeling well and he was having problems. Jeremy or Pedro? Jeremy. Jeremy had a lot of problems. He was, uh, in fact, he was, you know, you know, one of those, uh, they're going to walk you out and he goes, whoop, <laughs> runs back. Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was, he was not feeling well for the fight, but 
did not let it affect him, went out, fought a very smart fight, used his grappling, realized once he got to the ground, up, you're not going to be able to do anything with me here. I'm not going to get caught by you. And so went right back to doing the same thing overall. He, he was really looking at the, the big thing he was talking about the entire time there was, you know, he wanted that breakout performance where people see him finish somebody. And he even said afterwards, he goes, I just didn't have it in me. I, he goes, I was so worried that I was going to shit myself. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happens. Um, look, I like Jeremy Kennedy a lot. I've had a chance and opportunity to talk to him, but you were you said earlier these fighters are getting so big. He is huge for 145 pounds. Unbelievable. Just so big. But in Gosh, the process five foot eleven. That, yeah. You know, and it's crazy. I, I mean no no fat at all on him, no. but strong as hell. Yep. It's amazing how big he is. Yeah. But I look at him though too, John, and I mean this I'm Jeremy, if you're listening to me, man, I, I just found out you weren't feeling well. But I got to be honest, man. You're, people are talking about you being the next John Fitch. Got to be careful. You're going to need to start getting some finishes. But then when people forget that John Fitch had, I want to say he had nine finishes out of his 11 fights before he fought GSP. Yep. He didn't get the credit he deserved. Just because he dominated the top positions. He had nine, I think it was nine finishes out of the 11 fights. He had a lot. He but yeah, when he, when he was coming up yeah. in, into the point of getting that championship fight he was finishing people he's like Ron Canero yeah. and stuff yeah you know, he, he had quite a few yep there was some big time fight he had some big time fights he had some big time wins but Jeremy you're gonna have to start he's gonna have to start getting some finishes they're not yeah. gonna offer him a title shot off of this yep. the other thing too is I don't know what's going on with Patricio but I mean I'm hearing that he's looking to fight Sergio Pettis next so I think that's we'll gonna see. happen. I think it's gonna happen here. We'll pretty, see. We'll see. That's the take on it. But I think uh, Jeremy did what he had to do. Look, if you're not feeling well, you go out there. You have to be able to get the wins when you um, are not feeling your best. When you're just not feeling it, that's when you got to go out there and get the win. True. Uh, Bryce Logan versus Peter Queeley. Big elbow. Peter yeah. Queeley was Peter Queeley was handling that fight easily. Yep. Handling it at range, controlling the distance, doing everything the right way. And as soon as that distance got crushed and he got his back up against the cage, mm. he did not see the elbow coming. It hit him perfect and yeah. hey, gets hurt. Nice yeah. win by Bryce Logan. Very nice win. Sinead Cavanaugh versus Janae Harding. Sinead Cavanaugh really needs to goddamn open up her game. She is too boxing centric. It's going to hold her back. Yeah, she got the win. I'm not saying she didn't, but it was close. Janae like, Harding actually fought a, a pretty decent fight. You know, the second did. round was the one that was tough, but I thought in the third round came out through a ton of kicks. You know, used her length and used more tools than Sinead, but Sinead ended up getting the win. Yeah, I think her being back at City Boxing, I think it's gonna be a big, bigger big thing. Yeah, it's gonna make a big, big difference, thing. but she's gonna have to get a win here soon. She's I think dropped four in a row now. Yeah. So she's gonna have to get a win. But Sinead, like outside of the the kicks and all the other tools that she offers. She's got to let it go more, though. Not just, yeah. not just that she's got to use more tools. She's got if you're just going to use boxing, well then fucking throw it more. Yeah, because she there was moments there where she could have got Janae out of there. I don't know if she would have got her out of there, but she could have dropped her, sat her down. I know she did towards the end, but yeah. she could have done a lot more damage in some of those positions that she could have gotten to. Uh, overall, good performance though by her. But like you said, use more tools in the box. Uh, Kieran Clark versus uh, Sinis did what he was supposed to do, but should have finished him. Yep, absolutely. Should have finished him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something at the end of this. I'm gonna say the same thing about the UFC card, but we're gonna get into that later. But I just wanted to 
when you're in these positions, young men and women, like you need to capitalize on this. Yeah. They have a lot. They have high ex. I mean, because we work for them, we have a high expectation. Bellator has a high expectation for Kieran Clark. Got to get finishes, buddy. Yep. You got to get them. And I know, I know you've had some great comebacks or some great fights where you've gotten and snuck them out at the end. But but and I know like you're not gonna not every fight's gonna be dominant, but this was one of those dominating performances where you should have got the finish. Yep. So next fight. Carl Moore against Rosansky. Very mm -hmm. close fight. Could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. Um it was a unanimous decision, but it was close. Mike Shipman against Charlie Ward. Same thing. You know, Mike Shipman taking him down all those times, mm -hmm. being in those positions, but played it a little safe. Didn't open up, didn't try to go for, you know, submitting Charlie. Charlie is tough as far as, you know being there but could have could have been done possibly should have gone for it uh popoff against sarachamp sarachamp got out wrestled yeah. popoff you got to do more i'm sorry you're out wrestling people yeah. but you came close to losing that fight even based upon just one round yeah. in that third round and so yeah, the wrestling's good but when you're getting tired and someone can light you up gotta yeah. be careful john the two the two guys that i think i have i've always had high expectations for is Magomed Sharapov and obviously Novenu Jr. Those are the two guys that went out there and did the jobs they were supposed to do that I was expecting. Those guys are the ones that Bellator is going to be staking a lot of claim on. Those are the guys they really want to try to make a good push for. They come out, they perform every single time. I mean, Novenu Jr. has been out for what, two years? Yeah. He's been out for a while. Yep, you know, tore his knee really bad, almost three years. Came out, had a good performance. Wasn't great, looked a little sloppy at times. But very good performance. Yeah. Uh, Magomed, uh, Hassan, Hassan Magomed Sharapov, uh, Zabit's brother, great performance. Fantastic. Fantastic. Did exactly what he's supposed to do. You know, went that, out, exactly. dominated his opponent, got the finish. The one that I want to give credit to, though, Asel Ajuj against Liam McCracken. Look, I, I, I told people that's going to be the fight of the prelims. Ajuj is good. Mm -hmm. He, but I'll tell you what. I had watched McCracken. I had never seen him fight live. I watched him on tape. I said, like, "Hey, this kid can fight." Twenty-one years old, Josh. Mm. This kid is good, and that was a close fight. He beat Ajuj in that first round, and then he ended up losing the next two. But it was close. But man, I'll tell you what. Those guys are going to meet again. But that's the kind of fight when we're talking about. You'll see a manager saying. And I go, why are you why are you fighting him right now? Because this is the time to get past him and say, Oh, we've already fought him. Yeah. You know. So that yeah. was a, a really nice uh win for a Juj. He's good, but McCracken hadn't he didn't lose anything off that. That kid can fight. Then scroll on down. Was there any other fights at the bottom you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I already talked about Kenny Mokohana. He looked really good big time uh TKO night. It was a knockout because he saw the guy's eyes and stuff. You also got to go with uh, Dimitri Hretsenko against uh, Danilis Katizi. Yeah, I'll tell you the what. Fight. Well, Dimitri came on you. You talk. You, he's Ukrainian, and he mm -hmm. did come off the front lines. He had one week. He was in the military. What? And so one week Is they got him out of there because they did not. What's that? The one week to prepare for this fight, or yeah. one week? He was he he was he was preparing while on the front lines. Shut the front door! Swear to God, and actually, you know, fought a, a really good fight, got the win, you know, and the and the whole thing that they're you know the the management is saying is, hey, you know, if you sign him, we can get him to where he's not he doesn't have to go back into the military. Uh. <laughs> so, 
It's one of those. Stephen Hill looked really good. He is a very good uh, jujitsu stylist, very dominating, grinding, grappling style. He looked great. Uh, got a nice uh, rear naked choke submission. So, All right. Well, John, this is the moment of truth, man. Rate the card. Oh, full card. You know what? I'm going to have to rate it down because, for, you know, and this is where if I'm going to say full card, main card. I'm going to go just off the main card because there was a lot of fights on the on the full card that I, I did like, like Kenny Mokohana. I like mm-hmm. uh, Magomed Sharapov. Uh, the actual, you know, the Dara Kelly, that was a tough fight itself. So there was a lot of really nice fights in the prelims. But as a main card with, you know, Kieran not getting the finish and the way that Sinead and uh, mm-hmm. Harding ended up, the only fight that you can look at and go, that was fantastic, was one guy performance-wise, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, Yaroslav. So overall, six and a half. Yeah, I'm about that too. I was thinking about a five and a half or six. You're always lower than me. <laughs> I don't want people thinking that I'm biased, man. I mean, I'm I know biased. I show a little don't bias every once in a while, but I'm I'm, I'm being I'm being ex- extremely honest. I just said last week, <clears throat> the guys that did what they were supposed to do in last week's UFC card, well, the guys that did exactly what they were supposed to do in the Bellator card, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to get the finishes. Uh, Magomed Sharapov, uh, Norvenu Jr. Like they went out and did what they were supposed to do. They went out and got the finishes. Uh, those are on the prelims on the main card. Every fighter could have fought harder. And I know, I know what I'm saying. I get it. I've had those cards, man. Look, I fought Bobby green. I fought like a jackass. I was talking to people in the crowd. I was looking at John Fitch after I got a little cut on my head. I'm like touching the blood. They're yelling at me to fight harder. And I'm like, just goofing around. You have those nights, man, where you're just like, eh, I'm out here having too much fun. I loved, I fucking loved fighting. And sometimes I didn't take it serious. And yeah. it cost me. It bought, the Bobby Green fight cost me. I didn't take it serious. And uh, the, the same thing with the, uh, the Eves Edwards fight. It cost me. I was joking around. I was oh, talking that one to Jess Pulver. That one cost yeah. me big. That's fucking yeah. 20-something years later. And we're still talking about it. <laughs> 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 but that, that fight, like I, just, I was talking to Jens Pulver and Matt Hughes in the front row, winking at him, waving at him. And I'm like, watch this. I'm going to throw this guy right now. I'm like telling him things like that. Stupid, right? In this fight, if I look at this card, I look at, I was going to say about a five and a half or six. Yeah. Um, and I give all the credit to, I didn't know the story about Dimitri, but fuck, to come out and get a, to get a win. Uh, Great job, young man. Great yeah. job, young man. That's very inspirational. Very, uh, something to look forward to in terms of hopefully he does get signed. So he has to go back. And yep. then Amosoft. Just just solidifying the fact that he's the best welterweight in the world. Now, when I say that he's the best welterweight in the world, I want to remind people, he's the best welterweight in the world right now. His next fight, that could all change. Because yeah. as we said with Max Holloway, right? Max Holloway against uh, Calvin Cater. No one beats that guy. No. No one beats that guy. Then guess what? Well, here comes Volkanovski. <laughs> there comes it, it goes from fight to fight. That's yeah. the way this thing goes. Yeah, and true. so he's, they might be, he might, th- that night... Best welterweight in the world. Next fight against probably Jason Jackson. We'll see. May not be. The, may not be. We'll Every see. fight poses a different threat. So that's, that's right. how that's the way this cookie crumbles. All right. Well, hey, let's move on to the UFC. What do you got for us? But first, hey, I want to remind you but guys first. all. But I want to remind you guys all. I know. Okay. That John and I are sexy. Damn straight, baby. This is why that we decided to do a little bit of a partnership. 
with OnlyFans. So we have extra content available on there for you guys. And we also want you guys to go on there and reach out to us. It's free. You guys just go on there. Just reach out to us and let us know what you guys want us to talk about on the show. We're trying to get get more fan engagement. And this is a way for us to do it because we did a partnership with them. They have a sports uh, department now. They're really trying to push. And so that's why we're part of this. So we're trying to get our fans to go there. So we yeah, can no naked pictures of us. Don't tempt me with a good May, time. Depends on what you tempt me. Maybe, maybe for Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Josh like, will know. give you. Josh will give you one cheek. I might show you a little cinnamon roll. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're just. You know, like, look. This is a good way for us to engage with our fans. We also are going to put up our fan questions uh, there. We're going to put up uh, the request for fan questions. You will only be able to submit your fan fan questions on OnlyFans. So we're going to start using that as a tool for people to come out and uh, check it out. So hopefully you guys join us over there. Like I said, it's free. We're not charging anything. You know, there will be some content we put up that probably might be a charge, but that's like later on down the road. Right now, we're just doing this to be to get more fan engagement with you guys, more one-on-one with the fans. So join us over there when you guys get a chance. Yep. That is... Very nice. Very nice. All right, uh, let's get into the UFC. UFC got screwed over again, <laughs> losing their main event, man. It's like one of those... I felt really bad for... Ryan Spann, who I... See the interview? No. No, oh, he was in tears, man. Oh, was he? Do, he was you, know, I'll tell you, and, you know, we talked about it before. I was like, you know, you look at his last fight, he says, this is the first time I ever really trained for a fight. And, man, you could see it again. When, he, when, I, when I saw him weigh in, I go, he trained again. Hmm. He's looking good. Because at one time, Ryan Spann was just kind of flat looking. Mm-hmm. And, man, you could tell, he, oh, he's training and then, you know, his opponent gets sick, and there's nothing you can do about it. It happens. You know, shit happens. You know, and so they lost the fight. I feel bad for him because you, you never want that main event to get uh, canceled. No, what I – I mean, I would imagine since he weighed in, is for him to – he'll get his show money. He won't get his win money. Yeah. And they'll, they'll try to, they'll they'll try try to, to match him up. Fight it's, back. It's, yeah, but he was in a position. Back. He was in a position, and this is where I, I really feel bad for him, is he was in a position, if he got the win in this – that was really going to put him mm-hmm. in a sweet spot. Yep. You know, he was possibly one fight away or maybe even no fights away from getting a title shot mm-hmm. based upon his performance. That really, I thought, was going to be the determining factor and you know, how he did against Krylov. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just kind of puts everything on hold yeah. for him a little bit. And, that, and that's tough. Yeah. What people, I want, I want fans to understand that, Going through a fight camp is very emotional, which is funny because I was just watching a little short clip with um, the post show for the UFC, and you had Rashad and uh, Michael Chiesa on there with uh, Karen Bryant. <clears throat> and I was watching that, and then they had said, I think it was Karen Bryant who posted on our Twitter, and Rashad goes, it's very emotional like to, the, to deal with your, your anxiety, to deal with your feelings, to deal with all these things. And then yep. for your fight to be canceled, you're like, I did all this work. I spent... I spent thousands of dollars on trying to yeah. get prepared, whether it was massages, whether it was cryo chambers, whether it was acupuncturists, whether it was just all the things that kept therapists. you physically able to get back in the gym the next day. You know, so it's there's a lot of emotion that goes along with it. So when I saw the video with Ryan Spann, kind of like my, my team put a lot of effort into me, you know, and I felt I felt the probably the best I'd ever felt, you know, coming into a fight. Yeah, I didn't see that. But and, that, that would have made me feel bad. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's happened to me Rough. several times. I was supposed to fight Carlos Fodor. Remember him? Yeah. 
where I, and that was that was supposed to be my fight instead of KJ Noons. Or no, after I fought KJ, they were going to have me fight Carlos Fodor. And then we found out that the UFC was like, "All right, we're going to just basically shut down Strike Force." So I wasn't going to fight Carlos Fodor. And then I was, <clears throat> so they just shut it down. They paid me my show money, and then we went went about our business. Yeah. Um, and then I went on to to fight uh, Nate. Right. So that was a uh, you know, but it was it was kind of this this deal that um it's it was very emotional like it was like you get all amped up you get ready to go you're ready to fight this guy this guy this fighter is on your mind yeah it's non-stop you, you have a focus yeah I, I, for me it was which rashad said this too he, he got this he got this from randy couture and it's exactly what i used to do which is i wonder i don't know how i came about this maybe i had talked to randy or somebody before but it was something that just be prepared for the worst and once you understood that you were prepared for the worst, it didn't matter what happened. I think that's why I loved fighting so much. Was that you can get knocked out? No big deal. Is your day over? Like you sure your day's ruined? No, Tomorrow's the best part about getting knocked out is you don't feel it. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's fucking. I know yeah, this. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's true. Very, very true. Yeah, you don't feel it. You just don't realize until you wake yeah. up. You're like, damn, that sucked. Yeah, horrible. You know, you realize you lost, and you're just like, damn it, damn. Um, but it's it's an emotional thing, and once you prepare yourself mentally for anything, like uh, Michael Chiesa said, I used to hold it and bottle it all in, and just not talk about it, and just like you know carry it, and then the anxiety would get over me, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't talk to anybody about it, but I would think it over in my head. I I would literally lay in bed and go, okay, I can see myself getting knocked out by doing this. I can see myself, you know, getting submitted this way. I can see myself. I just would take whatever the fighter did really well. I can see myself getting caught this way. And I would play over the losses more so than I would play over the wins. And it just, it was, people were like, well, why would you think about losses? Well, because mentally it helps Worst me cope scenario. with what, it helps me cope with whatever's <clears throat> going to happen. Because yeah. at the end of the day, right, I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. I still have, I still am doing what I love. I love to fight. That's it, man. I don't have to go to a nine to five and sit in a fucking cubicle. Fuck. I'm blessed. That's the way I looked at my life. My whole life was a fucking game. I got to fucking play a sport my whole life. All these fighters don't take it so personal. This is your, this is your living your dream. God, not many people can say that John. It's a blessing. We're blessed every single day to get up and go for, it sounds stupid. Get up at 5am, go run. Who the fuck wants to do that? Nah, but it's a good, blessing. Right? You're getting paid to paid to yeah. train, baby. You look back at your life, you're like, man, I got paid to train. I got paid to fucking and get up and take care of my body and my health yeah. and do all the things. Man, blessing. Uh, now, on to the main event. Brendan Allen versus Andrew Muniz. Muniz. Well, I think Brendan Allen looked really good. But he's we know he's a good fighter. And, he's, you know, ever since he made that change going, it was at the time it was Sanford MMA, now Killcliffe. He's had every fight has been good except for one, you know. He's really fought well. And in this, I thought going into this, I thought on the feet, you know, Brendan Allen, I thought actually had an advantage because he moves well. He he puts himself in good range. He's got a good sense of how far back he's got to just lay back as his opponent's throwing, and then he counters well. But I did not think, I'm just being honest, that he was going to get a submission against Muniz. Didn't think mm. that was going to happen. And when he pulled it off, I was like, well, see, that's why you fight the fight because I never would have called Brendan Allen submitting Andre Muniz. But he fought a, he fought a great fight. And it, I do believe, though, Josh, 
It was his hands that set that up. Mm-hmm. He was getting to Muniz even from the first round. He hurt Muniz. You could see him when he stung him. Mm-hmm. You know, and over the course of the three rounds that it really went, he at multiple times hurt Muniz and made Muniz change what he's doing. He he went and he wasn't able to feel comfortable in the fight. And when you're not feeling comfortable in the fight, it's tough and things, you know, that you're working harder and everything just seemed in, in this case, in this matchup on this night, he just was a step ahead and he had Muniz in trouble for most of the fight. I think it was the cardio was the factor. Is it when you make someone or not make someone because Muniz didn't really try to get the takedowns either. He did the one time in the second round and got reversed. I believe it was the second round. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in that fight, I had it actually a really close fight up until that reversal and the the takedown attempt. And uh, I, one fight could have changed the outcome or changed the direction of how this fight was going. Muniz looked good. He was good, landing some heavy shots. You could tell he had the the bigger power yep. on the feet. Yep. But with that bigger power, the fatigue set in, and that's why I think he was able to get the submission. I think when you when you're taking a pre- predominantly a grappler and you're making him stand, you know, and uh, keeping it on the feet, they're not comfortable there. And so that comfort leads to anxiety, which anxiety leads to burning your conditioning, fatigue. your cardio. Yeah. Fatigue. Mm-hmm. You just, your body's more amped up. It's more like an adrenaline dump. It just hits you and you hit the ground and your arms and legs feel like jello and you have no control. You feel heavy and just can't move your body. And that's exactly what it looked like happened is that he just about, he fought two rounds on the feet and when he got to the last round, he just didn't have it in him to stop anything with uh, Allen getting to the takedown, getting right, almost right to mount, three-quarter mount, and they got the back and done. I mean, it was just one of those. Um, I, I didn't look at Brennan Allen as being dominant, but coming out and finding a way to get the win. It wasn't a dominant performance. Not it dominant. Was, it was a good fight. Not dominant that, that Muniz didn't have his moments. Mm-hmm. But Brennan Allen was fighting the exact fight he needed to fight to yeah. get a win. That's true. I, I think I would have liked to have. Well, no, he just he got the win. He and yeah. he got the finish. Not not yeah. just the win. He got the finish. Yeah. So good you on him. Good but doing it. This is also another thing. There is a lot. There's a lot of pressure that goes along with. Look, you were the co-main event. Then that fell off, and now you're the main event. I gotta be honest. It changed the. It didn't change me, but it made me think. This is weird. Like I'd been the main event a couple of times before. But when I fought Patricky, my last fight, my very last fight, it was supposed to be Matt Mitrione, I think, Fedor. Fedor. That yeah. fight, because Matt Mitrione had uh, kidney stones, they yep. pulled that fight. And that was in San Jose. It was my last fight that I had ever had. But I don't know. I recall being a little bit more jittery and like nervous about that fight because it was pushed to the main event. Yeah. I was like, well, that, this is not everyone all wise on me. That's because you know? you, it is. And you... <sighs> You know your placement. You know what you've been doing. You know the media that's gone by and everything. And now you're expected because, look, the main event's got to be hopefully the best fight of the night is what we're always looking yeah. for. And so you you have an expectation of this is what ex- what, this is what's expected of me as the co-main, and now that changes. Yeah. Now you're the main event. There's more expectations. Yeah, I mean... I, like I said, I, I th- like I've been swing fights when I fought. Uh, That's a horrible uh, position to be in. Yeah, it was. It was. I fought. Um, if it, well, let, let let's explain what a swing fight is because there are people <clears throat> might not know. When you're a true. swing fight, 
you have a fight card, we'll say, of 12 fights, but they know that they have only a certain amount of time for those main card fights, and they have to start at a certain point, and they might not get through all the prelims. So they're going to tell you, well, you're going to be the last prelim fight of the night, or we're going to swing you into another position if the other fights start to go fast and we think that we're going to have a space. So you never know exactly when you could be brought in. Mm -hmm. In the prelims, you could be brought in somewhere within the main card, or you could be put in after. after the main event. Yeah. And you never know. And so your ability to even warm up is all oh. screwed up. Yep. It's just got, a horrible position. I was the swing fight for uh, with Dwayne Ludwig in, in Fresno, California. <laughs> it was fucking horrible, man. Like, okay, you're, <clears throat> we were supposed to be the last prelim fight. And then it was like, okay, look, we ran out of time on the prelims. Got to get to the main card. <clears throat> we're going to push you into the main card if there's time. Luckily... The first two fights in the main card, like, basically went fast. So yep. they shoved this in there. So they and then, shove you right in there. Yep. Yeah. But it was like, you didn't hey, you're going to wait till after. Yeah. So I kind of just stayed warm up a little bit. Yeah. That's the worst. I've <laughs> never fought one, but I mean, I, I feel bad for the fighters that are fighting dark fights. Yeah. That sucks. All right. Next fight. Go ahead, John. I'm going to let you take that one. <laughs> uh, next fight was Augusto Sakai against Dontel Mays. And that's about as much as I'm going to say because heavyweight matchup. And just boring. I'm just yeah. sorry. Boring mm -hmm. fight. Neither guy did anything special. Augusto Sakai gets the win. Okay. But let's go to the next one because that's the story right there. Inspirational. Tatiana Suarez taking on Montana De La Rosa and moving up in weight because normally she's a straw weight. This, is, this was at flyweight. So increase in size. But Tatiana coming off of a lot of health issues. She had a whole thing with cancer. And this was her first fight back in oh, two and a half, three years three, now. Three years. And, you know, everyone, you know, talked when she was, you know, just starting out, man. It was like, hey, this, this young lady is good. She can wrestle. She's super heavy on top. She forces people into bad positions. And everyone knew that she's coming. Well, she's back. I'm back because yeah. she looked fantastic in that fight. And, I, and I'll give, you know, Montana, I think that the UFC actually put her in a position as far as who she was facing in Montana to say, we're not just going to give you a striker that you can take down. We're going to give you someone that's a good grappler. And they did. And I thought Montana actually, for a lot of it, she grappled very well. She got caught in that guillotine. She hung on to it for a while, but unable to get out. And uh, finally it was... Locked on. Big win for Suarez. She's back. I really hope she goes back to straw weight. I think it's a perfect weight for her, but you mm -hmm. know, she's gonna know you know where her body's at, you know, based off of everything that happened with all the treatments and everything. But you know, I did, even if she stays at flyweight, she's gonna be a contender there. Yeah, can you pull up the, the rankings? Because I think Della Rosa's I don't what, think like, she's in there. <clears throat> Della Rosa's not in the rankings. Oh, no, she, I mean, uh, I, I was oh, talking she, about... No, Tatiana won't be in there yet. <coughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, she'd be one up. The, yeah. Up, the one, the flyweights is what she fought in. Well, she Yellow, fought at flyweights, but normally she would have been in the strawweights. Yeah, but I'm saying that's where there. De La Rosa would be, though. So De La Rosa's not in the rankings. No, right De La Rosa now. would be in flyweights. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she's not in the rankings right now, but that was a good fight for her to come back to. Yep. I mean, I want to see her fight... 
in terms of, you know, maybe like a Lauren Murphy. Maybe uh Well maybe let's let's a, just be honest. Tracy Cortez. Pull up pull up Tatiana Suarez's record because she's she's already got Ain't a no. win against Carla Esparza, right? Oh, does she, yeah? Oh yeah. I didn't know that. There you oh, go. Alexa Grasso. Alexa Grasso, Nina Carlos Nunez, Barza, Carlos Nina Nunez, and now Montana. Look. <clears throat> look, I did her fight when she she fought uh, Amanda uh, Brundage. It was Amanda Cooper at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I almost, became, I was a fan watching what she was doing. And I almost forgot what was going on because I was like, God damn, that was a nice move. I'm sitting there just <laughs> thinking about it. I was like, <laughs> Shit, that'd be hard for me as a ref, man. It's tough. You do sometimes because you're looking, you don't expect someone to be able to do certain things, and they do it. You go, God damn, that was nice. You know, and again, you stop being the referee and you're being a fan. It's like, stop. Yeah. But uh, I mean, she's good. She's just really good. Good for her, man. I'm looking forward to seeing how she does. I mean, because, like, you know, she she is, um, I don't want to put her personal life out there, but I mean, like, it's no secret. Uh, you know, she's together with Patchy Mix. Patchy Mix is a really great grappler. And she was He's very good for Patchy. Yep. <laughs> yes. Got and him, uh, got his yeah. head straight. Got him on a you know nutrition. They're, they're working together, man. Yep. I love these little power couples. Yeah. These these power couples are big time deals. I mean, you got look. Who are the, who are the other ones? You have uh, Cortez, uh, whatever her name Tracy Cortez and uh, Ortega. Brian they're Ortega. together. You know, I just I look at these. They're like I look at them as power couples, people that are helping helping each other out and get motivated. Yeah, wrote Rose Nami Yunus and Pat Berry. And, there you go. Yeah. You know, it's it it can happen. It can work, and it's nice to see. It. Hopefully, the two of them uh, stay strong because both of them are fantastic fighters. Both. I don't no, think they're fantastic people. Cortez huh? and Brian aren't a thing anymore. Cause I I, th- I think they broke up. I was I oh, wasn't gonna say so. Okay, <clears throat> sorry. It happens. It happens. Right. This is life. It's also very hard to be. It's also very hard to date a fighter. I dated a couple fighters beforehand. It's fucking brutal, man. You guys are fucking cranky on when you guys are in camps. Fuck, we're both cranky. We're gonna say no. You were never that way, right? I was not too bad. I just was like quiet. Just for once, I could shut my mouth. I was always tired, man. Dude, we need to I, I get was, you back into a fight camp. I was famous for fucking for for overtraining, so I never had a lot of energy to do much. So, uh, all right, next fight. Here we go. He's going back. Mike Malat against Johan Lanis. Malat just ran through him. Just better fighter everywhere. Stronger, faster. Um, Stand up was giving Johan problems just with the power, and then when he mm-hmm. got it to the ground, beautiful setup on the arm triangle. R- nice performance. It was a very nice performance. He looked good. Yep. The kid, that other kid, this Trevor Peak kid against Eric Gonzalez. Yeah. This kid's a fighter. He was fucking throwing hammer fists, <laughs> backhands. He didn't know what he was throwing, but he was throwing because he, he was, was landing some yeah. big shots. Yep. I mean, I love the the, I love the energy that these younger fighters are bringing when they come in and they're almost like throwing caution in the wind. Now, if they were fighting someone with a little bit more experience, it would backfire. Yes. But because you could tell he was, he was exhausted after he got done landing those combinations. Had he not been able to have the fight not stopped, I would have been interested to see how this would have went on in the second and third round. Cause he was so tired at the end. He's like, <gasps> and then he sat against the, the fence, drinking water, wiping his nose. He was just dead. So, but it was, it's fun to see these young, talented fighters go ahead and just let it all out. Just 
go out there and just do whatever you can. It was it was definitely reminding me, reminding me of like myself and reminding me of like some other fighters too that I've known coming up that were just younger. Just I fought so careless when I was younger, man. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, my first fight yeah, with Gerald Streetman. We just talked about it. He's, the, he's oh, the ease, you know, but I'm saying like with the mm-hmm. Gerald Streetman fight when I fought him my first fight in the UFC. I was I jumped into his guard. This guy was the one of Eddie Bravo's best. He was a brown belt or black belt at the time. I think he was a brown belt at the time. And um, he was the guy doing the rubber guard. It was like yep. it was uh, the new thing at the time. And I was like, it was. I was like jumping in, jumping in. Even Rogan was talking about, man, he doesn't even seem like he cares. Doesn't even like, care about the rubber guard. I was like, yeah, I've been training with Dave Camarillo, man. Fuck, Dave was way better than Gerald Street, man. <laughs> Fuck, Dave was fucking like leaps and bounds above him. I'm like, bro, you're not going to get me. But anyways, but yeah, just care of this stuff. But Trevor fought a good fight, fun fight. Let it hang out. That's how you That's how you come into the UFC. Great job, buddy. Yep. Next. Uh, I want to say that uh, nice nice win by Jordan Levitt coming off. I, I love you. I can't, I can't end my career off of being teabagged. Yeah, <laughs> he had the fight with Patty Pimlet, so he came back big, big time knockout win. That was that was a nice performance. But I got to go with O'Day Osborne, O'Day, 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 against Charles Johnson, who's been on fire, mm-hmm. and O'Day gets the win, man. Look, let's uh, let's go about this though. Charles Johnson finally found fought, had to fight a fighter, had to fight, had to fight, fight, fight somebody. someone, had to there fight somebody go. that was faster than him. Or yeah, and that just was slick on the feet and could do it everywhere, but he um Ode just was the this the cleaner and the faster fighter, and Charles Johnson like he's phenomenal man. When I when yeah, I watch him kickbox, I'm like when I watch him fight, I'm like damn, you're you got some beautiful techniques, but when you have to do it against someone who's just as good as you and faster. It poses a threat. It poses a problem because you're used to being that guy that can Speed make people kills. flinch. Yeah. You're used to being the guy that can make people flinch. You're used to being that guy that can make people uh, jump off of you because of your movements and your feints. Well, that wasn't the case in this fight, and he had a hard time with that. You know, he was struggling with the the movement. He was struggling with the combination. He had his of moments. They come. He did. He definitely yeah. did. He had his moments. But I like the kid. I like the Charles Johnson kid. He's a very talented fighter, and then yeah. O'Day just had a great performance. Good job yep. on him. Yep. Anything else? That's about it. That's about it. How do you rate this card? <sighs> Gonna be honest. <laughs> I, I mean, don't be too, don't be too ruthless. Well, I, I thought I, mean, I thought some of the I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I, I'm gonna go again off of the main card. So I thought I thought Mike Malott had a great fight. I thought he looked mm-hmm. great, uh, but dominant and it, almost to the point where you're looking said outclassed. And then Tatiana, great fight. Augusto Sakai and Tell Maids are the ones that they bring this one down. They brought this one way down. And because mm-hmm. Brendan Allen had a good performance. So I'm going to say this is about a seven. Oh, whoo, that's high. Well, you're going to go uh, lower than that. Yeah, look, I, like I said, I agree with you, though. The some fights. It was the story for me was Tatiana Suarez yes. just coming back yep. and dealing with all the, the health issues and then be able to come back and, and perform, perform the way like, she did in yeah. a weight class above. And as, yeah, and especially three years, dude. Again, that's yeah. not easy. Let's a not lot forget of pressure. Montella Del Rosa was the first flyweight champion, correct? No, 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 no. Who was? Uh, first flyweight champion was. Um, 
God, what Carla Esparza? Carla Esparza? No, no, she no. was strawweight. She was the first strawweight. Uh, so, it was it was the the she's Native I thought American. It was her. I can't think of her name. No, she's Native American. Um, damn Come it! Come on, Jim. Beat me to the punch here. Yes, gonna try. I can't remember her name because she she had problems making weight. Oh, women's ring. Uh, women, yeah. yeah. Bro, Dave, not even listening to the conversation right now. No, oh, I knew it was God. women's, but I was like, why is it showing me women's guys? Flyweight. That's what I was like. First flyweight. First yeah. UFC flyweight champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First. It, 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 it does, it, first. She does have an M in her name, so I'm trying to remember what it is. I can't. I thought no, it was Montana, that was, that was right Montana De La Rosa. No, it's not. No? No. Didn't, uh, wasn't Montana? Nico, Nico Montana. Nico Montana. Montano. Montano. Okay. Let me Nico see a picture of her. Montano. And then she lost the next fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who did she lose to? Well, first she had a, a weight problem and then a health issue, I believe. Oh, wow. There was a, a while there she was she, having some. Nico Montano. Because she lost to. Uh, Yes. There's where there's where she won it right there against Roxanne Modafari. Oh, Juliana, because that was coming off of the um, Ultimate Fighter show. And Wait, then, so then Juliana was the champ, or no? She had to vacate because no, no, she no. she vacated it. That's what I'm saying. Oh wow! Never even defended it, and then lost to Juliana. Oh wow! Bantamweight fight. That sucks. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Anyways, hopefully she's all right. I don't know if she still fights. Thirty four. Ah, all right. Did well, look, much? if I'm going to rate this, huh? I was just checking. Did you rate? Because I thought you were about to move on. He no, did no, not I'm, I'm about to rate. I'm about to rate right now. He's yeah, gonna I'm go gonna, five. Yeah, I'm going to go about five. I'm going to go five. I'm going to go five. Look, there's some fights that stood out in there. Like, I would have to agree with you. The O'Day fight was fantastic. Yep. I thought Joe Selecki actually looked pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, there was all the stuff about Alif. Um, he, I don't think he had a great performance. Nope. It was. It was. I was actually, uh, I, was, I was like really surprised that fight ended up the yeah, way it did. I want. I I wanted him. Because I, I he kind of inspired me a little bit, and I wanted to see a great performance out of him. It wasn't a great performance. Nope. Um, you know, but he's jitters. First fight, and you know, big first fight in the UFC, and opening the cards not always easy either. There's no one really in the arena, and there's no one there anyways because the apex. I was gonna say, but, yeah, but it's it didn't but, matter who you were. Yeah. But uh, you know, this young girl, Jasmine, whatever her name was, Ju. Yeah. She fought a good fight against someone who's really good on the feet. Trevor Peak, he he piqued my interest. I'm excited for him to see what he does. And then uh, moving on, Tatiana was the the name, and then the main event fell off. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it probably like a five and a half. Okay, yeah, somewhere you're, you're a harder grader. If I am. I am go a harder to, grader. People are gonna go to school. They want me as their teacher. Pro- most likely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a good coach, though. There you go. Okay. All right, Defend let's you. go. What do you got for us? So, do you guys want to pick something from here that uh, you? No, I think the Dana White thing want... you guys were. Yeah. Yeah. Let's roll into this one. So, um, Dana White was probed after UFC last night. Um, he was probed about the Conor McGregor. Probed? Did tough. he really get probed? By the, that's just the, by the it's, media. It's was bad it, terminology. Was it the, was it the orifices <laughs> or what? That's a, that's a great terminology. Probed that's because horrible, probed the right dude. Yeah, uh, the media. No, he was asked or questioned. Hard. He wasn't probed. Yeah, he's probed. <laughs> I'm defending Dana now. Jeez, man. Jeez. Uh, Never thought I'd hear that day. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Go into it. He was he was asked so, a question about the Conor McGregor tough stuff, where um, it was there was 
there was rumors put out that Connor had got people taken off a of tough. So that it's not rumors. Okay. Well, why I'm are you saying it's a rumor? Because I'm going off the facts. Uh, there are <laughs> You're not. You're not going um, off of facts because facts are there that there were people that were removed from the show mm -hmm. to have other people put on. That's the facts. Yeah. Well, that's what was said. You don't know that. that no, 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 fact. no. That's not what was said. That's facts. Those people are off the show and other people were brought on the show. Okay, but you don't so know the fact as the you don't know. No, I do know the fact. You don't know the fact, and you just keep on trying to nullify it because you are nut hugging somebody. He loves Dana White. I'm He's just a Dana White nut hugger. You, you don't know the reason we're taking off. You just you're right. I don't bad. know the reason. Thank you. I cannot absolutely say the reason, but I right. know that's all I'm because saying. I know the people that train with them that mm -hmm. yes, they were taken off. Yeah, we know they were taken off, but we don't know why. Well, hold, what did you just say? Yeah, they were taken off, but we don't know why. <laughs> guys. I love um, it. Well, D Dana came out, and he and the, he did it. You can pull it up on the MMA Junkie off their Instagram. I mean, the the interview's there. <clears throat> he, in one, his very first breath, I don't know what you're talking about, but when he finishes up. That's a lie. <clears throat> he says that Dana White knows everything that goes on in that show. Everything. So in the Ultimate that, Fighter, especially in the Ultimate Fighter, yeah. <clears throat> so for him to say that, that's not true, which is fine. I mean, like, look, he doesn't have to answer. He doesn't have to answer about, it. Yeah, but right there it says Connor's going to get some things that he wants. If that's what he wants, then that's what he wants. I, I mean, like, I'm I'm being honest right now. Like Dana says that those guys are going to probably like at the end of the at the end of this thing. He says, yeah, but you know, like those guys aren't just going to be gone. We're going to take care of them. No, he's not. Now, I, okay. I, look. His way of taking care of them is this. I'll give you a spot on the Dana White Contender Series. Possibly. I'll give you a fight on that. But here's the thing. Hold though, on. John. Hold on. No, no, no. I want, you, I, I want to ask you this simple question. Is that equivalent to being on Tough? Let me ask you this simple question. No, no. I, answer no, my no, question no, first. No. Okay. I will answer, you, I'll you answer can, your you question. Can, and then you can answer okay. yours. No, it's not. Okay, you're exactly right. They are not equivalent. But I have firsthand experience. John Fitch was at the airport, and they called him for Tough One, and they canceled him. But they yeah. signed him. They signed him to a contracted deal. But that's not what happened here. But because where was know. John Fitch? I don't know. That. No, no. Where was John Fitch? He was at the airport. At the airport. <laughs> he was he at the airport. He wasn't on there. His way. No, I get he it. He wasn't get there. He wasn't in that house. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get it. But they did take care of him. He got a contract. I'm going based off of, look, the history is if they take someone off, because John Fitch is the only reference I can use, you know, that, that he's in. So he's in. You know, you can take a look at this also, and Connor has a history of this because he did it the first time that he was on the show because there was a guy who ended up in the finals, Artem Loboff. He lost. His best buddy now in he, court. Yeah, yeah, I talked to Artem in, in Dublin. <laughs> was but he, he there? He lost. Yeah, yeah. What'd he, he say? Like, Come on, John. Don't hold out on this. What'd no, he no, say? No, no. Said so this anyways, he was there and fought to get into the house and lost. And then all of a sudden, he's coming in. Mm. So. Hey, I mean, Connor's going to do what Connor's going to do. <laughs> like, Let's be Here, honest, here's, man. Here's, but here's the, here's the whole point. I'm not trying to troll. I just no, think that here, I'm not trolling anyone, but here's the point. The, the, the reporter asked Dana that 
And the first thing he says, I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Not true. And then he says, who gives a shit? Yeah. Those guys that got kicked off, they give a shit, Dana. Those guys worked hard to get to that point. Maybe you've never had to work that hard to get to a certain point when it comes to fighting, but those guys did. And they did everything that they were supposed to do. They went out, they won to get that position, and then you guys took it away from them. So yeah. they give a shit. I mean, like I said, though, John, I mean, we don't know. They, they, they could have got off. They could have got a four fight deal or a six fight deal locked up because here, when John got his Is deal, your name podcast, Dave. No, I'm just saying yeah, we, they could have just trolling like a big dog. Now, look at you, John. The biggest thing that John Fitch said is that he's glad he didn't go into that house. Of course he is, because he knows what the contract is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's so glad he didn't go into the house. Oh, that man. house fucking contract is trash. It's garbage. But there so, is value no matter yeah, there what. There is. In being well, part of that show. Let's be There's honest. For John to. Fitch, there was no value. Because he no. wasn't going to get any. No one would have liked. He would have been more of a hermit on that show than anybody else. Oh, he would have been horrible. He would have been horrible. Been fucking, <laughs> <laughs> just, the, yeah, they probably would have. But yeah. he might have been pissing on Lieben's bed. <laughs> he, John could drink, man. That guy can drink. So or he used to. I, I haven't hung out with him drinking in a long time, but. Or spritzing. Yeah, was it? What did he say? I'm spritz. I'm spritz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What else you got for us, Dave? All right. Let's um, do this last one here. Dana White saying that he'll do the Islam Volk rematch, but he wants to see Volk fight yeah, your first, and then Islam get one more fight in. Doesn't quite mm. know what the Islam game plan is, but he <clears throat> to get one more fight in. Not being fair to Volk. And I'm not saying it because of the way the fight went. No, okay. Well, here's where I'm. Why I'm saying it's not fair to Volk. Volk at this point goes up in weight and fights Islam. Now you want him to go back down in weight to fight Yair, and I understand why. Never thought about. I understand it why, but now he's got to lose that weight. He's got to lose the muscle mass and a little bit of things that he gained and stuff. And then you're gonna let him come back and try it again. It's not fair to him. What's fair to him is let him stay where he's at in the position that he's at and let him fight one more time. That's what is truly fair to Volkanovsky. You're asking a lot of him. Going up and down in weight is not easy. Right. Yeah, I was a little surprised because I feel like the cash cow would be to do it right away. Because like, like what happens if you go down and he loses the Yair or Islam loses to whoever's next, Darius or Charles? Like, what happens? Now you've lost that, that big time that money over. fight. Yeah, which means that which means that there's something on Dana's mind that he wasn't impressed with. He wasn't impressed. Maybe he was impressed with Volk in the fight. And he wasn't impressed with Islam in the fight, or maybe he was. Uh, maybe it didn't, maybe it didn't do the numbers that he was projecting it to do. Maybe, you know, whatever it is, something just doesn't like. If it was such a a fight that like he felt like it could have made him a ton of money, there's no doubt he would have jumped all over that. Dana looks at the numbers, he looks at the figures, he looks at exactly what's going to make him money. And that's what he would have done. He doesn't think this fight's going to make him money. Bottom line is pay-per-view and digital. Yep. And he, he couldn't commit to even whether the rematch would happen after they both fought because he can't because he doesn't know if either one of them is going to lose. Yeah. Something to keep in mind. Uh, all right, next. No, D keep coming, Dave. Huh? Keep coming. Just keep them coming. All right. Come on. Uh, let's roll in a, a fight news here. Cody Garbrandt um, has a bantamweight bout set for March 4th. Mm. Trevor Jones. Trevor Jones. 
Trevon Jones. Trevon, sorry. Uh, he's going to need... Cody needs to get a win. You know, and he he's going to have to utilize some wrestling. He's going to have to keep his chin tucked. And I don't know, man. I don't know if he's in the same the same mental space that he used to be in. That's it. I can't afford to take big can't can't afford to keep taking big knockouts, man. His his last fight wasn't wasn't good when he fought Kai Carfrance. Nope. I, I like Cody a lot. You know, I, I love the, Cody. Uh, Great guy. I did, I did the fight companion with him with on Brendan's show, and uh, super nice guy. You know, and I've known him for for a while. You know, he just it's just kind of a cool guy. Nice guy. Keeps to himself a little bit. You know, soft spoken. Really fun to talk to and hang out with, but. In the fight world, I mean, he's he's running on the end there. He's got to be careful. So is the chin gone? I don't know if it's gone because he can still take a shot, but he just can't take too many of them. Like you take two or three, like he he takes he'll take a good hard first shot, but then it's the next shot and the next shot. Like Car Car Frost didn't just like hit him one stunner, you know the the one hitter stunner or whatever it is. He didn't hit him with that. Pedro, What's that Pedro Munoz with? did. Yeah, here, here, but, here and here's the problem. Here's the problem. Two times with TJ. Yeah. Pedro, Kaikara. He had a win in there somewhere. Yeah, against uh, uh, Asan Sao. Yeah, where he knocked him out. Beautiful knockout. Next fight. Oh. This is the fight. fight. This is the one that I'm looking forward to. I think this is a fantastic fight. I love Jalen Turner. He is huge. Which might not help him yeah. in in this matchup because if there's one thing we know, Gamrot is going to do is Gamrot is going to wrestle. He's going to try to wrestle Jalen Turner to death, and that's what he does when he fights good good fighters. And it, but Gamrot's got if you take a look at his record, he's got some big names mm-hmm. on that resume. He is a solid ass fighter, and uh, that's that's going to be a tough fight for uh, Jalen. Jalen can win it. And he can definitely win it by catching him on one of those takedown attempts. But you take a look at that. He's got a lot of big names on there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, Norman Park. Um, Norman Park's a good fighter out of KSW. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> really good well, fighters. Holtzman, Stevens, Ferreira. Sarukian. But if Sarukian. you go down, look, you got Clever Erbst down there. You also have uh, Mansur Barnawi. Oh, you got to win against him. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wrestled him to death. Wow. Yep. He's got yeah. some big names on that. I didn't, you know, you know so. John, you were you were telling me a while back, Barnaby t- took uh, Islam Makachev to the to the distance in a five-round fight, correct? I'll tell you yeah. what, I've had people watch that fight, and most of them say Barnaby won the fight. I got to go and watch it. I want to see it. You need to watch it. This is when they were fight. Real, This when they were young. Yeah, no, this is 10 years ago. This is 10 years ago. But Barn and we had points taken from him in the fight, oh. which were ridiculous. So, Interesting. But yeah. Barn and we is, he, he just, he's in the, the Bellator Lightweight World Grand Prix. Yep, he's, he's fighting he's Premise. He's fighting Brent Premise. Which is a great matchup, if you're talking yeah. about Because both yeah. have great ground games. And yep. Brent Premise got a hell of a, hell of a uh, jiu-jitsu game. Yeah, he's just got to learn that when it's not working to get up on his feet. <laughs> yeah, don't Super go back to the same submission. Super frustrating. Yeah. All right, next. Wrap up there. That'll kind of wrap us up. All right, well, hey. I get before... to go to sleep. 
Uh, before we cut out, though, go to OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. Make sure you guys, it's free, guys. Just uh, subscribe to our channel there. We'll be able to uh, get more in contact with you guys. We'll be posting some videos and uh, some stuff that we're doing on our own. John out on his farm, me, whatever, on the road, or me at the gym, or me doing whatever. So we're going to do some more extra content for you guys there. And you guys can actually have more fan engagement with us. That is the point of us being there, like I said. Uh, check us out there at OnlyFans.com slash Wayne In. And make sure you guys go to WayneInMerch.com. Pick up some of our hoodies. It's still cold outside. It snowed a lot this last weekend. So, or this last week, I should say. There you go. All the way from Ireland, man. Had only my hoodie. Plenty it's all sweaty warm. and shit. Plenty warm. No It's all problems. sweaty and yuck. Not sweaty. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, probably got like butt crack sweat. Kind of came oh, up the top. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> Don't have butt crack. Oh. All right, for everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. We hope you had fun. We did, and we will see you.